You're listening to Jump to Recipe, the show for busy people who love to cook. This is one of our older episodes from when we were called Time Management Insider. Back then, we focused on all kinds of time management for inside the home, not just cooking, except there was quite a bit of cooking back then too, because it was still me and I'm a little obsessed. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's jump in. This is Time Management Insider, a show where we share way too much information about meal planning and time management for inside the home. So I have some exciting news that I want to tell you about or maybe just tease you about right now because it has not fully happened, but I wanted to let you know that I am changing the name of this podcast to more align with the direction that we've been heading and the kinds of conversations that I've been having with guests. So that is going to be happening soon. It's not yet, but I just wanted you to know that you might see a name change in the next couple of weeks and to be ready for it. Now, for today, I am super excited to be talking with Chef Scotty Scott, who has a brand new cookbook out called Fix Me a Plate, Traditional and New School Soul Food. He's been getting a lot of accolades. He's had some really great appearances on really famous places. We're going to talk about all that and about his take on soul food and how we can all experience it and work it into our lives. It's a really wonderful conversation. And then at the end of the show, I'm coming back with a five-day meal plan that incorporates some of the foods that Scotty and I talk about. It's just a really nice, comforting meal plan for this back-to-school season that we are easing into. Okay, let's talk with Chef Scotty Scott. I believe it, that I will achieve it, but how will I know if I never try? How are you doing today? Fantastic. How are you doing? I am great. Now, I I'm so excited about this conversation. I saw that your new cookbook, Fix Me a Plate, was chosen as one of NPR's top 10 cookbooks of 2022 so far. Congratulations. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? Thank you. Thank you so much. It was it's really an honor. I'm still kind of blown away by it, you know, to be honest with you. It's a soul food cookbook. Goes to a lot of recipes that uh, I grew up eating. And that I kind of honed my own kitchen growing up. And then it's got a chapter where I freestyle, as I call it, and kind of be my kind of uh, my, my, my philosophy on, on food in general, and, and especially on soul food, how I try to like take classic dishes and kind of remix them, as I say. Oh, that's wonderful. Is that so in the subtitle of the book, it says traditional and new school soul food. Is that the new school part? That is the new school part. When I was approached by my publisher to do a cookbook, and I was like, they were like, what kind of food do you cook? And I said, I'm all over the place. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to create new stuff and just come up with funky recipes. And they're like, okay, people hate Asian, so let's think of something else. And I was like, okay, uh, I do cook soul food too. So, okay, that's the soul food. And I was like, well, I got to have a chapter in there though to show people what I do. And that's what I do is I try to, to come up with new recipes and, and recipes of my own. So what's a good example of one of your new funkier recipes then? So in the cookbook out of the remix chapter, I've got like, so I've I've got traditional shrimp and grits, but in the remix chapter, I've got uh, shrimp and fried polenta. So I've taken polenta, you know, cook it, uh, throw it in the fridge for a couple of hours, slice it in the cakes, 
and then fry it up and put some blackened shrimp over the top of it. So you've got the same kind of flavor profile, but it's giving you different textures, different mouthfeels. I've got something that starts off is uh, red beans and rice, your traditional red beans and rice recipe. And then in the remix chapter, I got red beans, well, red bean, southern red bean hummus. And so in that one, mm. I take the red beans, I put them in a food processor, add some lemon juice to kind of brighten it up, a little bit of roasted garlic, uh, dusted with some cayenne for a little bit of heat. And it's, now you've got this kind of funky, you know, southern kind of hummus, spin on hummus. And oh. so uh, it's just, you know, part of it was uh, out of, Wanted to kind of uh, make dishes my own, and part of it was out of necessity. You know, when I was when I was a single man, eating a whole pot of red beans can be pretty boring and <laughs> tedious. And so I was always trying to see how I could make the original dish uh, bring more life to it, make it more than just eating leftovers. I love that. That's so fun. And I just want to say, I don't know if you know, there's a global chickpea shortage. So the internet is kind of full right now of a whole bunch of chickpea free hummuses. So you can promote uh, that one nice. in a whole new way. <laughs> See? See how that comes yeah. in handy? Yeah, yeah. You got all the recipes. You can throw them out when you need them. So so you didn't start out in food. You Were, were you a lawyer? Not by trade necessarily, but I did go to law school. Uh, after law school, I was a sports agent for about three years and then went broke trying to do that and then got into oil and gas and was doing that for about whew, 12 years. Oh, wow! And so about halfway through oil and gas, I started to, you know, I was always a home cook having parties and stuff like that. When I started working oil and gas, I would get a daily food stipend of $25. And so I would go to Subway and order a foot long and like eat on that for like three days and then pocket the rest of my food stipend and then throw like dinner parties at home. So uh, I was always just trying to find a way to feed people and give people my food. And so I decided to just start a personal chef service. So it was just kind of something on the side where I come in people's homes and cook a dinner, cook a meal for them, you know, clean up, leave all that good stuff. And at some point, I decided to dabble in social media as a way to primarily just to promote the business and found out that it was just it was a lot more true that I had known. I didn't know people were doing all this stuff on the Internet and kind of fell in love with the creative part of it. You know, it kind of helped push my creative boundaries because prior to that, you know, I've got about 10 dishes I could roll out for different parties and stuff like that. But, you know, with the Internet, people are like, OK, that's cool. Your spaghetti looks awesome. But what else can you do? So <laughs> it was a way for me to kind of showcase my skills, kind of push my boundaries in terms of what I could do uh, in the kitchen. And also it was a way to learn, you know, just it, it, mm-hmm. it, online community of sorts when, you know, I'm not classically trained. So I throw something out there and say, hey, this is good, but it sucks. What did I do wrong? And I get a lot of feedback and say, hey, don't do this. You did mm-hmm. this wrong. And so it's kind of just to uh, help, help me hone my skills, so to speak, as well as kind of letting people know what I was doing. I love that. And your social media accounts are great. I, I would love, you know, we're supposed to be talking about cooking, but I just want to dabble in here. You you have some interesting like music. I was just watching the day you had like Bohemian Rhapsody playing. Like, what is your social media philosophy? What are you trying to do when you're posting something on YouTube or, or somewhere? So when I, you know, when I first got into this, I was going to different like, you know, well-known websites and checking out their recipes. And it was just like, it was some little crappy file image of whatever they were supposed to be cooking. And I was it. I was like, man, it's gotta be more to this than just your rote recipe. One, two, three step. Here it is. And so I thought, I thought, you know, in order to separate myself, I wanted to make it more interesting, put more of my personality into it. And so 
I'm a little bit backwards and it doesn't really do me any favors on my website. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, they complain about having to jump to the recipe because they've got this paragraph of information <laughs> before you get to it, which is, you know, it's, why, it's how people make money online. I'm not, I know how it works, but I'm kind, of, I'm kind of backwards in that I try to tell a story as much as I can with all of my videos and recipes. And so in, in it's going to be some music that kind of guides me along, kind of creates the vibe for it. And then if you really want the recipe, it'll either be in the caption on the Instagram post or to be actually written out on my website, just the bare bones of it. So I'm trying to, you know, both entertaining as well as educational, because, you know, I, I think it should be something where you should be able to watch it, even if you're not trying to learn a recipe. Oh, I love that you said that, because I feel like that is the feeling that I got from your cookbook was that it, it so you have this like it, this style, right, that it is about like the information and educating people, you have really some interesting history information in some of your recipes in the book. And then it's also about entertaining with personal stories and about delicious food. So it's all three of those things. And you're right. carrying that like from your book and into your social media everywhere. I think that's really, really wonderful. So I am curious when I, my own thoughts on when I hear soul food is sometimes that it's going to be like heavy or unhealthy. Do you have advice for people who want to who want to try this in their own kitchen, who want to bring it into their lives, but they might be feeling like, oh, that's not necessarily a direction I want to go? Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I kind of got two thoughts on that. You know, one being is that, you know, soul food is more than just macaroni and cheese and, and collard greens. I mean, it, it's a plethora of things. And you were talking about foods that were eaten by enslaved people. And let's be honest, they didn't always have meat or other items that were kind of necessity, kind of uh, staples in other households. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of vegetarian dishes and vegan dishes and other things that are soul food, you know, but mm -hmm. it's just not what you might traditionally be considering soul food. I know one of my favorite um, recipes from the book is stewed okra and tomatoes, which I'm actually going to make tonight. I love it because it's just, it's whatever you want to make out of it. I mean, you can put shrimp in it. Sometimes I use duck fat. But you can also make it vegan and, and it can be a delicious vegan whole meal with just, you know, tomatoes, veggie stock, rice, mm -hmm. bam, it's delicious. So, you know, you have to think outside of the box sometimes and what you what you associate being soul food. And then, you know, you know, my thing is also, you know, like my remix chapter, somebody said that I should call it elevated soul food. And I said, well, no, that's kind of denigrating the original version of it. It's not elevated. It's soul food. And so. My thing is that you know you got the same forethought and and spirit in what you're cooking as the original soul food dish might be. It's going to be soul food. You know, I don't want soul food to be pigeonholed into this ten dishes that people associate with it. It's like if you've got some pasta with some red sauce, you're going to associate that with Italian cooking. If you've got some you know delicious tortillas, you're going to associate that with tacos and Mexican. So soul mm -hmm. food is the same way in terms of it's not just, you know, your five to 10 staples that you're used to. It's, it's more than that. And it's going to continue to grow by doing that. So th that's fascinating. So this might be a hard question. Do you have a, I don't want to say definition, but like definition or way of recognizing like, yes, this fits as soul food, but this is something else. I mean, yes, as you said, we know that like pasta with tomato sauce or tacos wouldn't be those are different things. But then how do you know when you're eating something or trying something that like, yeah, yeah, this is it? 
Yeah, you know, and I, and I, I was I was hesitant to talk about this in the book because I am not a food historian, and yeah. I was trying my best to put forth the most information that I could in the most authentic way possible without, you know, having years of study this, which people have. But after the fact, I really thought about it more. And you know, to me, soul food is anything that's using those same ingredients, those same processes, uh, originating from the African diaspora, mm-hmm. brought forth with the same kind of forethought. And that's it. And then whatever you want to take from that, so be it. So, you know, I've got and I had a couple like uh, bonus recipes for folks to pre-order the book. And one of them is candy sweet potato gnocchi. And so same flavor profile, same ingredients. I'm just, you know, making gnocchi out of the sweet potatoes. Mm. And it just creates a different kind of a texture. I mean, texture and mouthfeel goes so far in cooking to me that sometimes that's all it takes. And so if you've got that same forethought, that same idea in mind, it's, it's so food to me. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And I remember in your book, you talk about, you just said a sweet potato recipe. Sweet potatoes weren't f- from Africa. That wasn't something that people brought with them, but that was something that enslaved people ate a lot in North America when they were here. So then the soul food is sort of taking on that, the the things that were brought and the things that they had to make use of when they were here. Is that is that a good way of thinking about it too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they were trying to use, you know, yams were used in Africa and they didn't, you know, we we associate yams with sweet potatoes, but they're totally different things. You know, mm-hmm. A yam is like 24 inches long. It's it's not a sweet potato, but that's what they had. And so that's what makes it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So can you, so if somebody wanted to dive in and start adding some soul food to their weekly rotation or something, where would be a great place for them to start? What do you think? You know, I think some of the best all around recipes are some of the slow cooker recipes, like the red mm-hmm. beans and rice, just things that are, you know, they're, to me, they're very approachable because it's one of those things where you can just got a crock pot or something like that. You can put all those ingredients in the night before, turn it on. By the time you we wake up, it's ready. Or same thing when you're getting ready to walk out the door in the morning, just come up, you know, wake up about 20 minutes earlier, throw it in there. When you get home from work, it's ready. It's one of those things where it's going to be hearty. Uh, it's pretty simple once you've got all the ingredients assembled and it's going to be able to feed you for a couple of days as well. Yeah, I know. Those are, that's a great idea. Okay. I want to, I want to ask you something else. I saw that you were on the Today Show. What was that like? It was amazing. It was surreal. <laughs> uh, I'm still in shock. Like a lot of my friends didn't even know. Cause I was like, I didn't want to jinx it. I was just so scared. Like one of my friends I used to work with, like, cause it, it was, I was on there Thursday cause everything's live except for Friday show. So I was, I was, I taped it on Thursday, came back home Friday and someone else was like, I just saw you on the Today Show. I was like, oh, yeah, I was on the Today Show. So uh, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty surreal in that, you know, once the book was finished and my publisher told me to put together a list of, of media outlets that I would love to have feature the book or be on. And she mm-hmm. said, OK, give me some of your dream items or, or, or outlets. And I was like, Today Show, you know, it was like one of those things that was on in my kitchen growing up, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so it was it was like, OK, just throw it out there. And so. um yeah, it was surreal. It was it was surreal. I've done I've done a lot of like local, several local TV shows, and it was funny just because they were just you know they're just they're pros. Mm-hmm. You know they were so engaging, so warm that I didn't even have time to be nervous. You know oh. it was it was just one of those things where you know Hoda came in and gave me a great big, and you know and, and me and uh, Loris we chopped it up about being from Texas and stuff like that, and so it was it was incredible. You know, it was actually one of the easiest things I've done because they've got, you know, a staff of 
people that have everything assembled and ready to go when I get oh. there. You know, I've done other TV shows. Where I'm like lugging around all my stuff to the studio, cooking it back, you know, backstage, all that stuff. It was it was funny because it was like one of the it was the biggest thing and it's also the easiest thing I've done. So Oh, that's fantastic. No, you seemed super comfortable and natural and and what you said about them being pros, like I remember I don't know if you remember this as well as I do, but like you start that one steak frying and then you move on and Hoda just goes around and like flips it over for you. Like yep. I'm just like, Oh yep. wow, they totally yep. know what they're Absolutely. doing in here. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's 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 funny because people say, like, yeah, man, you, you I couldn't do that. I'd be so nervous. And it's like, yeah, I'm weird like that. In a sense that, remember somebody talking about, oh, it was Larry King. Hmm. And they were saying how a lot of entertainers, they're very shy and, and withdrawn. But when they're on stage, they're on stage. And said so Larry King was the same person on stage and off stage. And I'm the shy person. I'm like, I'm a pretty <laughs> reserved guy. Like, if I'm at work, I don't go to the break room because I don't have to talk to anybody. But if I'm talking about food and something that I love and I'm passionate about, I don't really, I don't have any nerves about it. It's just, it's something that I, that's in me and I enjoy. It just kind of, you know, makes it second nature to me. Yeah, I totally understand that. Food, food is its own language. And when you know it and you love it, yes. you can always, always talk about Absolutely. it. I, I, I feel that so well. So can you tell me, so you have the book out and you have the website and the social media. Are you still doing the catering? Yes, I haven't really done it much because it's just been a crazy couple of months, but I'm trying to get back into it here. Sure, I'll probably do a pop up here maybe in two weeks in, in Fort Worth. Um, yeah, I mean, I know there are people that make a lot of money online with people never, ever testing their food, but food is it's spiritual to me. It's like, you know, if a food, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Well, if I cook these chicken and waffles and nobody eats it. Is it really delicious? <laughs> you know, so I have to feed people. You know, I have to have people, you know, enjoy my food and, and, and taste my food and get that, you know, get that public feedback. So I, I'm definitely still and we'll always do uh, uh, pop-ups and, and, and different stuff like that. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Scotty, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for joining me today. Can you let people know if they're in the Fort Worth or Texas area, if they want to go to a pop-up or book you for cooking or find you online, anything like that, where are all the places that they should be going? Cook, drink, eat, D-R-A-N-K, because we cook and then we drank while we're cooking and then we eat. Cook, drink, eat com, social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, cook, drink, eat. Follow me there for all my recipes. If you want to know when the pop-ups are, you can sign up for the email list. And I send out emails probably once a week with all the information on different pop-ups, free recipes online and stuff like that. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Well, now I am hungry. I gotta say, you have to check out Scotty Scott's book, Fix Me a Plate, Traditional and New School Soul Food. There will be a link to that in the show notes or head over to Amazon and search for it. You will find it there or check them out at cookdrankeat.com. Okay, let's move on to the meal plan portion of today's show. As I said, I wanted to try to incorporate some of the feeling of Scotty Scott's food in our conversation into this week's meal plan. And so I have done that. You can find this meal plan if you head to cookthestory.com slash meal plans. And this is meal plan number 98. The meal plan number and the episode number always go along with each other. And when you head over there and click on meal plan number 98, you will see the links to all of the recipes that I talk about, any explanation about what you need to do to make those recipes work together, and then also a printable grocery list to go with it all. So you can print it off and head to the store knowing your week is ready to go. Okay, let's dive into this meal plan. 
We are starting off with a soup like I often do on Mondays. This is a pasta fagioli soup. It's got some frozen lima beans and canned beans, a little bit of bacon, and you're going to have that with some sliced hoagie rolls that you have toasted. I'm just going to say this soup is one of those 15-minute soups that I talk about all the time. Super easy for Monday. Start to finish 15 minutes, you are done. Okay, on the second day of this meal plan, we are doing some fried catfish, so good, over some oven polenta. So this is not like the polenta cakes that Scotty Scott was talking about, but we're going to have those later in the week using the leftovers from this oven polenta. So you're making like a creamy, porridgey oven polenta that has some mozzarella in it. It's very hands-off. You're pretty much just putting it in the oven and it turns out perfectly And then later in the week, we're going to take the leftovers and slice them up and fry them. With that catfish and the polenta, we're having some spinach on the plate. You're going to just put some fresh baby spinach leaves on the plate and then spoon that oven polenta and catfish over top. And it's going to wilt a little bit under there. So good. Garnish with some cherry tomatoes. On the third day of this meal plan, we're doing a one-pan dinner. It's Italian chicken and cauliflower. Really beautiful flavors on both the chicken and the cauliflower, all roasted on one pan together. Then on the fourth day of this meal plan, you're going to cook up some shrimp just in some butter with a little bit of Old Bay and then garnish with some green onion. And then you're going to have it with those polenta cakes I was telling you about. So you're just going to slice that leftover polenta and you're going to heat up some oil in a nonstick frying pan and then just cook the polenta until it's brown on both sides, kind of over medium heat, heated through and browned. You're going to have that with a spinach salad topped with bell peppers, cherry tomatoes, and the dressing of your choice. And then we have the last day of this meal plan, which is a sheet pan sausage and pepper hoagie dinner. So you're doing one pan with the sausages and the peppers and onions on there. There's a little red wine vinegar, really good flavors. Then you melt some provolone cheese over it all. Then you spoon it into toasted hoagie rolls and dig in. That is our meal plan for the week. And that is our show for the week. Thank you so much, Scotty, for being such a wonderful guest. Thank you for listening. I'm really excited to have you there. If you haven't already, do follow me on Instagram. It's at Cook the Story. I post about this show. I post about my other show, Recipe of the Day. Get all the information, all the new recipes coming out on Cook the Story and The Cookful as well. Lots of great food going on there. I'd like to say thank you to Caroline Hull and her team from Wild Home Podcasting for producing this episode. And as always, thank you to Audio Snack for all the great music. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> <laughs>